fuck. Oh shit, I was not put <laughs> Fuck. Oh shit, I was not gonna start the episode like that, I promise. Fuck. I should I restart this? Fuck it, nah, just so you guys can get, you know what I'm saying, the raw and uncut, fuck the bullshit. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Talking My Shit Podcast with your boy Too Skinny. This is the official episode 50. I just want to let you guys know right off the bat, I'm not coughing because of coronavirus, man. Fuck y'all. Yeah, I know it's in my house, but I ain't got it, nigga. That's my dad up there, you know what I'm saying? His bitch has brought that shit home. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely gave it to him, but but, <laughs> but, um, but I'm, sparking a, I'm fucking sparking a, a cone again, you know what I'm saying? I like... Uh, these, I feel like every time I smoke during the podcast, like it just—it's a great episode. It flows great, and and and, uh, and um, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I'm, I'm bullshitting. You know, I like to smoke and I like to record at the same time and shit. Honestly, does it make the episode better? I don't fucking know. But um, but you know what? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be recording, man. Um, I'm sorry for coughing at the beginning there. I just fucking I sparked the fucking joint up, and I'm trying to hit it, you know, because every time I spark a joint up, it's like it sparks on one side and then it doesn't spark on the other. You know, I'll be fucking it up. I know there's a name for all the stoners have names for these all these kind of fucking inconveniences that happen when you're smoking, but like when you drop a blunt, somebody's fucking your girl. You know, that one's valid, but but any other one I don't know about, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so I I'd be sparking my cones and then sometimes they'll just fucking burn the fuck out of one side and so it's like halfway burnt and then the other the other side is like not even sparked, so I have to like add saliva to the side and try to fix it and it's just fucking I just fucking suck at smoking. I suck at everything that I do except the fucking the fucking the fucking see I suck at the podcast too. I was gonna say I don't suck at the podcast, but I can't even fucking say podcast, obviously. Look at the fuck. Oh, 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 why do I talk so fucking stupid? I don't know. <laughs> hey, 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 what's up, man? Welcome back, bro. This is supposed to be a big episode. I'm trying to make this um, an hour-long episode to see if we can do it. You know what I'm saying? You guys got to hang in there with me. It might get boring at times because I'm a piece of shit and I don't prepare well for things like this. But you know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, stay tuned. I got a lot to talk to you guys about. I know you guys are dying to hear about my dad, I did post a video on the Talk of My Shit podcast uh, that he did test positive for coronavirus. But we'll get into that in a little bit, man. First things first, uh, I want to talk about me because, um, you know what I'm saying, this is my fucking podcast. And <laughs> nah, I just, it's, it's a big month for me, even though that technically isn't because I'm not doing shit. But but this this month, I, I reach a lot of um, anniversaries, I guess. Not relationships because, you know what I'm saying, we don't love these hoes. Um, but, but a lot of personal anniversaries. So, for example... Uh, um, this past, uh, what was it, Friday, May, May 8th, um, I did, and I didn't do, but I completed, or how do you say that? I On May 8th, basically, it's my third year anniversary of doing stand-up comedy. Um, for those of you guys, because I know some people that, that listen to this podcast have never been to a show. Some people don't even know that I do fucking stand-up comedy. But for those people that listen to this because of my stand-up comedy or, or, you know, followed me as a comedian and now, you know, listen to the podcast, obviously, thank you. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, stand-up is my first love. Obviously, stand-up is what I want to do, like, as, as far as, like, for a living, you know, and... And uh, for a lot of comedians, podcasts has helped them skyrocket, you know, to, to where they want to be as comics and shit. So I'm hoping this does the same for me, which it has as far as on a local level. Because, I mean, again, ever since I started this podcast, show's been packed. I mean, it, it, it was amazing. It was a good run, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to keep it going, you know, right after this quarantine is done. But anyway, I do. Uh, it is my third year anniversary of comedy. I started sometime around 2017. Um, in May, May 8th was the first time I ever went on stage, right? At the comedy shrine. But I, I know that I posted the picture on Instagram saying that it was my first time on stage, but that was a lie. So 
um, the way I started stand-up comedy, I know you guys probably don't give a fuck, but just kind of to give you a quick story uh, of how that shit started and how I got to where I am now. Because people are like, oh, you, you, you're doing shows and all that shit, but it's just like, nigga, we all start somewhere and you got to hustle to try to get booked, you know, for to try, you know, it, it, nigga, I've done shows with fucking four people in the audience, you know what I'm saying, when I first started. It. And even now, when I go to places where I don't know anybody and nobody else promotes the show, it's like, fuck, there's four people here that came to buy pizza and now they got to listen to us talk, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, but yeah, so I came a long way from doing empty shows in Aurora. Uh, luckily, you know, you guys fucking support the shit out of me, so I do do. I do do, I do do, stupid as fuck, why am I so stupid, why do I talk like that, anyway, uh, I do appreciate you guys showing love, man, and, and coming out to my shows, and, and even if it's multiple shows, I know sometimes I repeat material, because I mean, you can't write new material for every single show that you do, it's just not possible, I mean, even famous comedians, they tour the same hour of material, you know, for a year, two years, before they release it as a special, and then start from scratch again, and even then, some comedians keep the material for years and years to come, but anyway, not here to talk about them today anyway um so yeah i started off the first time i was ever on stage um was at bally doyle in aurora illinois downtown aurora um bally doyle i actually used to love bally doyle i used to go over there to eat wings like all through high school and shit we used to go there on thursdays and mondays and thursdays there was wing specials then it went to thursdays because i think too many people started finding out about it so we used to just go on thursdays i used to you know what i'm saying get 12 wangs all drums because flats are for fucking pussies <laughs> nah shout out to the people that eat flats you know what i'm saying it's just not my thing but anyway uh yeah so these fucking fools um I used to, we used to skip school. I'm telling you, we used to smoke, just go there, eat wings and shit. And anyway, and because at night, sometimes they wouldn't let us in because it would be too late and you'll need to be above 21 to get in. But anyway, anyway. So when I was trying to get into stand-up, you know what I was saying? I'm telling you, I'm going through like this whole drug phase and like being just a piece of shit, doing drugs heavy in my garage by myself, in my room by myself. Because uh, I mean, we used to, I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but like I used to do drugs heavy at parties, but then it got crazy because then I started doing it at home without even drinking, without even uh, having the need to be, you know, on drugs. But 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 once you have them, you know what I'm saying, or when you want them and you, and you crave for them, there's no saying no, you know what I'm saying? So I did go through like a dark time, but I was trying at the time I was trying to figure out um like I said, what I wanted to do. I knew that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, you know what I'm saying? So I I, I found this new love for stand-up. I always was a fan of stand-up comedy. I mean, like I said, I fucking lost my virginity to Kevin Hart playing in the background. But um but yeah, like Cat Williams is always a big for me, you know, and then even even watching people's Netflix special be released and just saying, Wow, this is trash. I can do this ten times better than them, you know? It motivated me to start writing, you know. So like the summer of twenty eighteen no, not 2018. The summer of like 2016, I was like writing and, and trying to come up with with material. You know, I was trying to run it by the guys. It wasn't even that funny. It was lame as fuck, actually. But it wasn't until finally uh, I felt like I had a, a good, you know, a good like five minutes of jokes. I I started looking into open mics, which is where you sign up and and do comedy. You know, most of these places are are open mic comedy open mics, right? So you go there and it's all comics that are trying out new material. But I didn't know there was a difference between open mics, just general open mics. Because, I mean, for you guys that do music or you guys that do poetry or whatever, you know that there is a open mic for certain people that fucking um, do, like, poetry or art. And you could literally sign up. So if you're at the open mic, it could be a nigga singing, then the next motherfucker rapping, then the next motherfucker doing slam poetry, then the next motherfucker doing comedy. So it's like a mixture of of of, of open mics, and, and it, which is cool for dumb niggas and shit. You know, I just don't like doing that shit because it's like, how the fuck are you going to be out here doing? poetry about like 
abuse on women or some crazy shit like that, and then I'm gonna come up here and talk about dick jokes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it's not a good flow. Like comedy, you need to have to you're, you're you need to be in a certain space that's um everybody's comfortable, you know, that's why we have MCs at comedy shows, they warm up the crowd, you know, they loosen up, have a few drinks, you know what I'm saying, and then and then it's a comedy, you know what I'm saying, and then when a comedian start coming out, you know, you guys are loose, you know, you guys aren't not so tense, because it's hard to make motherfuckers laugh that just got straight off of work that are in a bad mood and come sit down and I gotta hear you talk shit, nah, so you wanna loosen up the crowd and shit, so I feel like in those spaces where the where the arts are, are mixed, it's not good for comedy, at least not my comedy, you know, maybe it's a motherfucker that wanna go up there and do knock-knock jokes, you know what I'm saying? Be my guest. But I talk about some fuck shit, so I don't want to be that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I just want to fuck up the mood for everybody, you know? And on top of that, most of those, like, arts events and, like, open mic events and shit like that, for those, for they're, like, very liberal. And I'm not, like I said, not to bring up politics, but they're very, like, you know, they, 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 motherfuckers pussies, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like they get butthurt, so I don't want to get in trouble. So I, st- I st- anyway, anyway, why the fuck am I talking about open mic so much? So what, I, what I'm trying to get at is I signed up for this variety open mic at Bally Doyle, and uh, I put it on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, trying to get some clouds. Like, yeah, for everybody that's been wondering, yeah, I am about to start stand-up comedy. I'm going to be doing my first set at Bally Doyle, you know, so all the fucking people, all my homies, because, you know what I'm saying, people, they fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, through high school and shit. So I did have a, like, a, not a big following, but I do, I know a lot of motherfuckers, right? I know a lot of motherfuckers. So everybody's like, what's up? When, when are you gonna go up? What time? Da da da. I get off of work at, and, and I didn't know fucking, I just knew the open mic starts at 9 p.m. and I gotta sign up. You know, I don't know if there's gonna be 40 fucking names on the list. I don't know if there's gonna be two names on the list. So I can start at 9.05. I can start at 1 a.m. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to one of these, which is one of my mistakes because I should have gone just to see, like the weekend before or something, but I didn't. You know, I, I I was nervous. I was like, if I go see, I'm not going to want to do it, and I'm a bitch out. So I was like, the only way I'm going to do this shit is if I sign up when I'm there and fucking go up. So I put it on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? This is 2000, uh, 2017, um, and um, um, it, was, it was a Wednesday. I put it on Facebook, and, uh, and uh, I, I, dude, somehow, some reason, we fucking filled up Bally Doyle, bro. Like, it was pretty fucking full, and uh, not as fucking crazy full as, like, when I've done shows there before, like, actual comedy shows, but um, for, an op- like, all, all the people that I, you know, that were, that liked my post and shit came to see me, you know, because I felt like it was something different, something that people, you know, like, as far as, like, people that go to East Aurora High School or, you know, like, people, our peers that nobody has done before, you know, nobody, we don't know if anybody doing stand-up, you know? Know what I'm saying? So yeah, I do know there is a few other people from around that do stand or that try, yeah that do stand up, but some of them are older. Some of them only do it like once, you know, every few months. I'm talking about like like people never really like knew about a nigga. You know what I'm saying? So when I like, I think that's what brought up out a lot of people. And right when I got there, right, I signed up. People started getting there, and I was excited. But at the same time, it's like it was so dumb of me to invite hella people because I had never been on stage before. So. If, I mean, once you start performing, you know, whatever you do, you know that the first time you ever do it is not going to be the best time, right? So I had filled up that fucking place. Then the people before me was like a band. It was like a folk music band or some 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 type of fucking bullshit band, right? And they were, they were all teachers, bro. And they're up there, bro, like talking about Oswego vibes and like talking about like, um not Oswego vibes, but like, you know, they were like from a school out there in like the cornfields and shit. So like, they're like, oh yeah, you know, if you're from Yorkville or whatever the fuck, you know, make some noise. And we're just like, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I told the dude that's in charge of the fucking open mic, right? I'm like, hey dude, how much time do we get to perform? Because they've been up there for fucking 20 minutes. He's like, yeah, you know, you can do as much as you want. 
or, or, you know, just be reasonable. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? They've been up there for 20 minutes. I got people here waiting on me to go up. And now they're at the fucking concert for a band that nobody wants to fucking see. <laughs> you know, it was just fucking like, I think my anxiety was just through the fucking roof, bro. And uh, and finally, this dude, and I, dude, I literally contemplated like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I, I mean, there's no way I'm going to be able to go on stage. I'm not going to be able to do this. I was right there with the homeboy, Jamie, actually. He's the one that uh, I carpooled with him. And, and I, we, he even took me to buy a pack of cigarettes because that's how fucking anxious I was. I don't even fucking smoke like that, like cigarettes, you know? So um, he took me and, and, and I bought a pack of cigarettes and I was smoking. Finally, it was my turn to go up. I went up. For the first half of the fucking set, I'm trying to time myself. I'm stuttering. I'm like, like I'm talking all stupid and shit. Like, like I was talking here at the beginning of the episode. I'm like, it was a, it was like just horrible, bro. My jokes weren't landing because I didn't have no sense of timing. You know, I didn't know how to perform at the moment. You know, and and shit. No matter how that shit, no matter how funny that shit seems in your head, when you're up there on a stage with a mic and motherfuckers looking at you, and that shit not funny, man. That shit breaks your fucking heart, bro. So, luckily there was this one joke. And, I, and actually, I, I've been working on telling this joke now on stage. I've been trying to perfect it now that I have a little bit more experience. But there's a Marley and Me joke that I talk about. Hey, the movie Marley and Me, how it's all sad or whatever. And anyway, so I have a joke like that that I told that night that I think saved my whole fucking uh, my whole fucking set. Because if it wasn't for that joke, I feel like motherfuckers would have definitely, definitely walked out on my ass. But anyway, after that joke, uh, I, you know, I, I shook up with a few people. And then the following week, that Monday, so this was on Wednesday, then that Monday, I had signed up for the first time ever at the Comedy Shrine Open Mic. So that's an actual comedy club, you know. So I went and did that at that place, there was like 40 people on the fucking list. And finally, I went up. I was like 10th or whatever and uh, told him it was my first time. And low-key, that shit fucking killed, bro. And hold on, let me get a drink of this Gatorade. I be out here drinking Gatorades like I'm a fucking athlete and shit. My fat ass. All I do is go up the stairs to my room and that's all the workout I do. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, bro, I signed up. I signed up for that fucking. Oh my god, why do I fuck? Do I keep buying crackhead lighters? Oh, there it goes. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so that was um, that was the first time I ever went on stage, and then the week after, like I said, I went to perform at the Comedy Shrine, and at the fucking Comedy Shrine, bro, getting those laughs in the actual comedy club, like it gives you like this fucking high. Hold up, I'm sparking my drink. It gives you, like, this fucking high, bro, like, like, no, a better high than any drug ever gave me, you know what I'm saying, and, um, just pleasing, not pleasing people, but making people laugh with stories that maybe were not such a happy time for you, you know what I'm saying, like, make people laugh with your pain, you know what I'm saying, or or make people laugh, period, you know, because my first few sets weren't even about anything serious, it was just about bullshit, so making people laugh, like, in a group of, like, I mean, if you guys have ever made a class laugh you know it's a good feeling like oh shit like i got these niggas you know what i'm saying i got these niggas laughing fuck you mean boy fuck the teacher you know what i'm saying but um but um that's a great feeling so imagine doing that shit like in a bigger audience you know or on stage with the mic like i don't know it just gives you this satisfaction that no like i said no high you ever chase will give you you know so luckily i signed up for another open mic right after that and um and uh and i was doing and i and at the after i did the second open mic and it went it went good, you know, I'm not saying, yeah, they went fucking amazing, I fucking murdered, no, but they went good, you know, and compared, out of those 40 fucking people that are on the list to go up, and I'm not talking shit about any comic, I'm just saying, out of those 40 people, nigga, like, 10 people are gonna actually be funny, and out of those 10 people, maybe, like, six of them are gonna be, like, hilarious, you know what I'm saying, I felt like, um, 
But then some other ones, yeah, they might get a few laughs, but most of them are just, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Most of them are just people that don't know what to do with their lives. This is not maybe what they're trying to chase for real. It's just something that they wanted to do on a bucket list or for fun or maybe my friend's doing it, so I want to try it out. So a lot of times when you go to these open mics, uh, a lot of people's sets are kind of like kind of weak, you know, and and a lot of times my sets have been weak too because, you know, maybe that day I wasn't feeling good, whatever. But anyway, anyway, not trying to get into that again, but anyway, um. After the second set, my set was actually pretty good, too, and I got laughs, like, from, I don't want to say from beginning to end, but I felt like every joke that I wanted to hit, hit, bro. So, right after I got out of, I got off stage that time, so think about it, this is my third time ever even performing. This has just been open mics. It's three open mics in a row. The first one was at Ballet Doyle, the second one was at the Comedy Shrine, the third one is back at the Comedy Shrine. After that third open mic, bro... Uh, this producer came up to me. He was, a, he was a comic, too, and he was like, hey, man, I'm trying to put these shows together, uh, and, and you're funny as fuck, and I want you to be part of it. And so when I first started stand-up comedy and I had talked to like a certain other comedians, they told me, yeah, bro, you're, if you're just starting off, you're not going to get booked for your first three years. Until your after your first three years is when you're gonna start to get booked and get paid. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, that means that at this moment right now, I'm supposed to barely start getting booked and start getting paid. But nigga, your boy been getting booked, been getting paid. Fuck you mean? But anyway, <laughs> no. Nah, but this, I'll tell you guys how we got there. You know. So anyway, um. So this guy, he comes up to me right after my third open mic. He's like, yo, bro, I need you on the show. Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, for sure, man. Let's do it. I'm down. You know, I'm super excited. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? Literally, I'm coming home. I'm like, hell yeah, my fucking life's about to change. Like, this shit's, you know, I'm about to make it, nigga. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck all my old niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to switch up on everybody. Get money. Yeah, like, I, I, I thought that I was about to make it, bro. Like, I thought, you know what I'm saying? Because I never got booked for anything. You know, I can't imagine somebody offering me to pay me money to hear me talk shit. So yeah, I was super excited. Then uh, a, a few, a few, a few days go by and then he's like all right these are the details to the show you're gonna perform a draft pick so that's one of my favorite restaurants now but it wasn't for the longest time uh because i just never went there you know what i'm saying anyway so I, I was like fuck it so after only doing three open mics we did a show at draft picks and and shout out to the people that listen to this that went to that show we fucking packed that bitch out that day we we literally it was all mostly my people some of the uh, headliners people too but mostly my people and I, I, that was my fourth time ever I on stage i got paid 60 dollars to perform there for 10 minutes and it fucking like it was so crazy that the dude told me you know what the restaurant has asked us to come back next week next wednesday he said how about you be the headliner perform 15 to 20 minutes and, and bring your people and i agreed like a retard you know but, dude, I mean, I'm a fucking... This is my fourth time on stage. I don't even have 20 minutes of good material, you know? It's just all bullshit. Out of the 10 minutes of jokes I told, maybe five of them, minutes of, of them were funny. The other five, people just laughed because it was me up there, you know? And they were, they were friends of mine or whatever. But anyway, so I agreed to do that. And then the following week, I came. We packed that bitch again. So shout out to anybody that came. There's people that came both weeks in a row, and I fucking always will appreciate you for that. And, and there's people, you know, that couldn't make it to one, came to the other. Anyway, we sold the bitch out twice, bro two times in a row so that's kind of how i started stand-up and after that i kind of just started getting booked kind of here and there not not too much either it was just maybe like once a month i'll get booked here once a month i'll get booked there and um and i just I, that's how i that's how i kind of started stand-up but in between those book shows every comic usually goes to open mics they try to go to at least two three open mics a week bro me when i my first year of stand-up i kind of don't ever even count it because i was not doing any open mics i would literally just do shows and people would tell me that's cool that you can do it but you should go to open mics because if you're doing good now with more practice you're gonna get better but to me i, I was like how the fuck am i gonna get better performing in front of comics that don't give a fuck about what i got to say like i don't give a fuck 
fuck about comedians' opinions. I want to go make real people laugh, like audience members. You know what I'm saying? But dude, at the end, but dude, finally, you know, uh, after 2017, 2018, last, uh, yeah, two, well, 2018, um, I kind of started to do more open mics because, uh, because I wanted to beat my anxiety. You know what I'm saying? I was like, if I, I have to try to do more. And my anxiety will start to go away, right? So I did start to do a little bit more. 2008, 2019, I um, I basically broke into uh, the Chicago scene. Um, I I opened up for this dude, um, Joy Via Gomez. Uh, in in uh in in he he's from Chicago. He's from back of the yard, Chicago. He literally just had a special come out on Comedy Central, presented by Bill Burr. So like that nigga, like he he's hot shit in Chicago. You know what I'm saying, and I do fuck with him, and I do love his comedy, you know what I'm saying, so he's like the OG or whatever, I opened up for him at the Comedy Shrine, bro, no bullshit, this motherfucker's on Comedy Central, bro, we opened up, I opened up for him, there were six people in the fucking audience, at the time, he wasn't on Comedy Central, obviously, and I I, I wasn't really, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't have the podcast just yet, so people really weren't coming to all of my shows, so, and and I think there were 20 bucks tickets, so people were not definitely not going to pay 20 bucks to see a nigga like me, definitely not pay 20 bucks to see a nigga like him, especially if they didn't know us, right? So they so we performed in front of six people, bro, but it was a blast to me, you know, and I got to meet Joey V, and after that, after that show, he added me on Facebook, right? And I was like, oh, he must have fucked with me, you know? And he added me on Facebook or whatever, and after that, he was like, yo, I'm going to put you on with some amigos in the, in the city. They're about to bring you out for some shows. So I did, like, two two shows out there in Chicago at, like, different bars. Then from there, I met a good friend, Renee. He got me some shows at the Laugh Factory. And so and then the rest is history. After that, nigga, like, after I started performing at the Laugh Factory, started putting pictures up at the Laugh Factory, uh, other people will see my, like, my, my Instagram. Be like, oh, this nigga, like, he getting real stage time, like, at a real comedy club. So more people have been fucking with me. So I do appreciate everybody who has been fucking with me. This year, too, I've also been on... on uh, on two comedy albums, I was on the Tonkhouse Tapes comedy album. Tonkhouse Tapes comedy album that came out uh, in March, late March. That I put up the Zebra Cakes uh, post on my Instagram. Go check it out. And then um, on June nineteenth, there's gonna be this Laughter Is Good for the Soul uh, album that's gonna come out, and I'm excited for that because that's gonna be basically mostly Chicago comics. <clears throat> so I feel like it'll help my name pop more in the city so then motherfuckers that fuck with me from the album they can book me for their show because i mean i'm not gonna tell you that this fucking album is gonna blow up and hell of people are gonna into it but i know for a fact a lot of producers are gonna be tuning in so they know who to book you know what i'm saying so hopefully that gives me a lot more opportunities but anyway three years in i'm happy to be here now we got the podcast rolling and i'm excited and uh anyway so i just kind of wanted to give you guys a quick rundown of the comedy journey obviously i got a lot more shit to talk about like i said this is the hour-long podcast episode but anyway um yeah dude stand-up is fun bro stand-up is fun like i said that the first year for me was very hard because i was dealing with like hella drug problems and like um just my anxiety would be through the roof like i would sign up and be like yeah yeah i'm gonna do this and then i'll get high as fuck off cocaine and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this show da 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 and then monday will come around and it's time for the open mic and i'll just be like fuck that what the fuck am i talking about like i, I ain't even high no more i'm just fucking scared i'm going through withdrawals there's no way i'm gonna get on stage and i would just not do it you know but then, you know what I'm saying, thanks to, like, close friends of mine, like, the homie Chins and, and people like Jamie and Tony that motivate me, you know what I'm saying, that tell me, hey, you got to get on stage, you got to practice, you know what I'm saying, you got to get better. So, you know what I'm saying, little by little I did, and now it's like, I'm itching to get back on stage. I can't wait for fucking quarantine to be over, because I was getting booked for a lot of big shows this this year, and unfortunately, you know, they all got canceled, but I feel like 
You know, because I was kind of depressed at first because I was like, fuck, just when I'm barely getting momentum, I'm about to start getting booked like weekend after weekend. And, and it just kind of all went downhill. Right. So uh, but I feel like with everybody, you know, a lot of people feel that way. A lot of like I said, even big comics right now are not touring. Nobody, nobody. Comedy is completely 100 percent stopped right now. Nobody's doing comedy, bro. So I don't feel like, oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I don't feel like a piece of shit. Right. Because everybody's not doing shit. You know, so I try my best to to write and, and to and to become better. So I when I when the shit do go back to uh, normal that I can, you know I could uh, I could uh, I could be the same level you know or, or kind of have the same experience. The good thing about not performing for long periods of times at the beginning of my comedy career at the at the, at the first year is that now I kind of I'm not nervous to get back on stage because I kind of. I, I used to do this. I used to go long periods of time without doing stand up and then doing it and being okay, you know. So I, I'm not too nervous about that, but I'm I'm just happy to see it start back up and shit. So hopefully we can get back to doing stand up. But anyway, let's move on from that, man. I know you guys don't give a fuck too much about my stand up, but I just kind of wanted to give you a rundown. So for anybody that didn't know, but anyway, the episode, um, um, this episode, uh, the podcast here, we'll talk about the podcast real quick. So the podcast, I started on May 25th. So we're about to touch, uh, the full, the full year here in, in, in a few, in two more episodes, I think we're about to start, we're about to do the whole full year. So it's fucking crazy to, like I said, I haven't really been too consistent in my life with anything. Every time I try to do something, I kind of give up right halfway through this shit. So, I mean, being able to do this and, and continue to put shit out every single week and you guys tuning in every single week, I really do appreciate it from like the bottom of my heart, man. That shit's fucking crazy. And I don't plan on slowing up. Like I said, I'm the, the studio going to get built and we're going to be releasing every week YouTube content, maybe twice a week. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We're going to. I want the content to be out there and, and I want you guys to enjoy it, to share it, man. And, and you know what I'm saying? Thank you guys for the support. So, yeah, we're about to wrap up on a year here. So, you know, we'll talk about that shit when it's the year anniversary. But I don't want to talk about it too much right now because, I mean, who gives a fuck, right? But, um, damn, nigga, they opened up draft picks again. I can't wait. I'm going to go get some fat ass wings tonight right after, that, right after I record this shit. <laughs> fuck is you talking about, bro? I was at work this week, man. All right, let's get into the fucking episode. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry about I don't, I know if you skip through the whole comedy part, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's not that entertaining. Y'all don't give a fuck about it, shit. I don't give a fuck about it, but it kind of. I saw this three. I don't really give a fuck about my comedy anniversaries and shit like that. But this year on my Instagram memories, I seen the 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 the, the memory or whatever of when I first started. And I was like, damn, you know, like niggas came a long way or whatever. And I still, you know, and I'm still just getting started, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Fuck the bullshit. Fuck coronavirus too. Y'all already know how we rocking, bitch. Nah, but this week was kind of stressful, man. I was fucking. For at work, bro, I've been bouncing back and forth uh, between offices. So I go, I work out of my North Aurora office like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I work out of an Aurora office uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and shit. And bro, motherfuckers in Aurora, bro, because a lot of people don't know me, so they think they're gonna play me, nigga, like a bitch. But I ain't going like that, bro. Fuck that. I'll smack the fuck out of you, nigga. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh fuck, bro. So um. My, like I said, I've been bouncing back and forth between offices because they're short staff. So I'm the only nigga, you know what I'm saying, running shit right now. And of course, my boss, but he don't hear this, so I'm the nigga running shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, this lady, bro, comes up to me at the, at, the, at the office, right? And she's like, hey, um, what time do you close today? And she knows that we've been on and off, you know, that I only open twice a week at that office. So you know, bitch, hours have changed. But so she comes to my face, right, and asks me, she's like, hey, She's like, hola, because she's Mexican. <laughs> I'm fucking talking shit. <coughs> Coronavirus. <coughs> <Well>, anyway. <coughs> <God damn. coughs> 
That motherfucking Reggie Bush, boy. Nah, anyway, um, three little Jesse. <laughs> Fuck. Um, nah, um. So this bitch comes up to me right at work, right? And she's like, hey, hola, um, I quiero cierras hoy. She's like, what time you close today, right? And there's a sign at the fucking window that says 6 p.m., right? But again, we're short staff, so I've been kind of changing hours up a, a bit, you know? Like sometimes I got to step out of the office, go to the bank, make deposits for them. So I, 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 I move around, right? So this lady comes up to me. She's like, what time you close? I'm like, yeah, we close. I was like, today we're going to close. I was like, hoy cierro las cinco. I was like, today I'm going to close at five. And, um... I know the sign says six, but today we're going to close at five because I got to take care of something else, right? And this lady, bro, she's going to look at me and she's going to be like, oh, pero el sign dice que a las seis. So basically, she's like, oh, but the sign says 6 p.m. And I'm like, I know what the fuck the sign says. Bitch, I work here. I made that fucking sign. I printed that bitch. I printed that bitch out on Microsoft Word. The fake Microsoft Word because my boss can't afford the real one. You know what I'm saying? The liberal document, the office document. You know, we got some bullshit as, but I printed it that motherfucker on there. And um, I was like, ma'am, I know the sign says six. I was like, yo sé que dice las seis, señora, pero yo me voy a las cinco. So, si ocupa algo, if you need something, bitch, come before five because I'm gone at the five. And she's like, well, if you're going to leave at five, that doesn't mean that the office closes at five. Bitch! I just fucking told you I'm out this motherfucker. Matter of fact, come back at six, bitch. Come back. Come. Mm, I want you to come back at six, bitch. Come back so you can see this fat ass clothesline on the fucking window, you retard. Anyway, bro. So I guess where the point that I'm trying to make is I hate that people. Why are you arguing with me, lady? You just asked me what time I'm going to close. I told you I'm going to close at five. And you're going to talk about el sign? El sign dice la say. Okay, bitch. Don't worry about the fucking sign. I'm right here. My face is right here. Fuck that sign. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So I told her. I was like, you know what, ma'am? Senora, so this all happened in my head, like the, the, the cursing part. Obviously, I didn't say that to her. But then I looked at her and I was like, ¿Sabe uh, qué? Si quiere, venga, venga después de las cinco. A lo mejor encuentra alguien. Maybe you'll find somebody here. And she was like, okay. Close the fucking window. Put the big-ass board of wood on the window because, you know what I'm saying, Aurora's ghetto is fucking niggas might break in. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, and then she left, and I don't know if she came back or not, because I didn't. Fuck her, nigga. But people, I hate people that try to argue with, with you about some fucking signs. Like, bitch, why are you going to argue with me about this fucking sign if I'm talking to you right now and face-to-face, bitch? And that's, that's and, and she was, like, Puerto Rican, I think, or some shit. Not, 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 I'm not trying to come at Puerto Rican. I know I was, last week I talked shit about Puerto Rican. Okay, let's say she was Dominican or something. You know what I'm saying? No matter, she was, like, one, you know what I'm saying? She was, like... Like she, 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 you know what I'm saying? She had that accent. Like I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Puerto Rican, but we'll say Dominican just so the Puerto Ricans don't get mad. Um, aren't they the same thing though? <laughs> nah, but, um, but, um, uh, but yeah, that's like white people activity, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like when I used to work at Starbucks and bitches used to pull on the knob and it'd be like fucking 5.01 AM. She'd be like, oh my God, it's already five. Open up, bitch. Hold the fuck up, man. I'm scratching my balls back here. Let me wash my hands. Then I'm gonna come up on the door. I'll give you a fucking latte. Anyway, fuck. What, what, what the fuck am I even... Oh, all right, you know what? Let's get into the fucking real thing. Um, Yeah, my dad got coronavirus, bro. Shit's fucking crazy as fuck, bro. And I know I tweeted some bullshit out this week, bro. And people got kind of mad. There, I seen, I seen a few subtweets and shit. People were like... Oh, y'all niggas play too much. Uh, y'all using y'all using um, your dad for clout. Like, niggas was very indirect, but I, I, I be catching shit like that. You know what I'm saying, nigga? I'll smack the fuck out of you. But anyway, um, 
Bro, you know, that's how I deal with pain. I'm, I'm not pain or maybe like anxiety or my worriness or, 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 or you know what I'm saying? Because like, I mean, yeah, I can joke about it all I want. But at the end of the day, that shit is serious. You know, coronavirus is fucking serious. This shit's, it, it basically got the whole world shut down. You know what I'm saying? So like, unless you're fucking dumb as fuck like Texas or Utah or some shit like that. I don't know. You know, the places that are Georgia or Miami. Or Miami's not even a fucking state. Why am I just saying the Miami? Anyway, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like those states down there and shit that opened up. Niggas are going to get sick, bro. And they're going to see that this shit is not a fucking joke, bro. And this shit is not a joke, bro. And uh, anyway, so I, I had tweeted. I was like, oh, I texted my dad good morning. Because I did text my dad good morning. I was like, hey, buenos dias, como te sientes? You know what I'm saying? Because to... I don't talk to my dad de usted, you know? I talk to my dad de tu because I, I don't know. We're more like friends, right? And some people might think that's disrespectful, but you guys are going to definitely hate the next part. Because I tweeted. I was like, I was like, um, I was like good morning. Como estas? And he's like, oh, he said, good morning, como estas? Ojalá te sientas bien. And all he said to me was, okay, nigga. This nigga spelled out okay, O-K-A-Y. I was like, nigga, you can't just say okay. But anyway, yeah, he said okay. So I was like, what the fuck? So I thought it was funny. I was like, okay, I'm going to tweet. Um, so I tweeted. So I was like, I was like, this morning I texted my dad good morning. And he didn't say, and he all he said was, okay, COVID, do your thing. Because, you know, he does have coronavirus. So I was like, COVID, do your thing. You know, finish that nigga off. But uh, obviously it was a joke and people took it the wrong way. Like, bro, first of all, this is my fucking Twitter. I can tweet whatever the fuck I want. But second of all, I was fucking kidding. You know, there's obviously I'm fucking joking. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I just, it just like, bitch, like, you know what I'm saying? It just, I don't even want to fucking, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I just started stuttering and I started losing my train of thought. <sighs> but yeah, he has coronavirus. This nigga went to the hospital, bro. This man went to the hospital, um... Uh, he went to Rush Copley, so I recorded the last episode on Saturday when I thought he was going to go, but he ended up not going on Saturday, but then on Sunday, he was thinking about going back to work on Monday, I was like, nigga, you got COVID, bro, you got to go get tested for that shit, because you can go back, you're not going to feel good if you go back to work, so this nigga, he was like, fuck it, so he did end up going to get tested, uh, they didn't let, I remember I told you guys I didn't want to go with him to the hospital, they actually didn't let anybody into the hospital besides, um, besides him, like, they stopped us right at the door, they're like, get the fuck out of here, only him, so I was like, all right, so they let him in, and, uh, yeah, he tested positive, bro, you know what I'm saying, it, it was quick, you know, it was maybe, like, a two-hour visit, maybe less, and, you know, for the ER, that's fucking short, because niggas go to the ER, you'll be bleeding out, the doctor will be in the fucking lunchroom eating a sandwich, he don't give a fuck, nigga. he'll come back in an hour and a half, bro, they'll leave your ass in there for a long-ass time, but, you know what I'm saying, hey, I'm not here to knock the the, the, the doctors today, you know what I'm saying, because y'all been doing crazy shit for the COVID, so shout-out to all the medical workers anyway, but, um, yeah, so he did test positive. So obviously he had to quarantine 14 days from that day. So now he's been in his room and, you know, like, fuck, bro. Cause I was like, cause I know, like I said, I come out here and talk shit like, oh, I gave him COVID-19 and all this shit. But, but damn, bro, I was really feeling like I did give him COVID-19 cause I probably did, you know what I'm saying? And it's fucking depressing. I was like, fuck, nigga. My, my brother was talking shit. He's like, nigga, you gonna kill my dad. You a bitch. I was like, I know, nigga, my bad. <laughs> But I was like, fuck, I did it. But then it's like, because I, I, I try to laugh it off or whatever, but fuck, bro. Then you'll see some articles on the news like, oh, you know, this man, 30-year-old man, no symptoms, um, dies. You know, like, what the fuck? Or like, 30-year-old man had COVID, recovered, and then out of nowhere died. Like, they, they people that fully recover and then die out of nowhere, you know, people that are fully healthy. So I don't know, like, what the truth is to these fucking news anymore. But but it scared me, you know, because I'm like, fuck. And then my dad wasn't getting any better, bro. Like, this motherfucker just kept being sick, bro. Like, month, like I recorded Saturday. He felt like shit. He went to get tested on Sunday. He felt like shit. Monday, he felt worse. 
Tuesday, he was bad. So I'm like, nigga, like, it's already been, like, fucking, he's been feeling bad for, like, a week and a half already. Like, when the fuck is this shit going to end, you know? So I was starting, I'm not going to lie, I was starting to get alarmed. I was like, fuck, you know? He was having difficulty breathing. He was having uh, his chest pain, like, was fucking crazy, you know? And I, when I, and I, 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 um, when I used to have my cat, um, I was allergic to it, so it was short in my breath. Like, the doctor even gave me a fucking inhaler. And then when I finally did my allergy test, we came to the conclusion that it was a fucking cat that was fucking up my breathing. Because, like, literally, bro, I would cut the grass when I had my cat. I would cut the grass, bro, and halfway through cutting the grass, I would have to stop because I literally couldn't breathe anymore. And I was like, and I was getting scared. I was like, damn, I'm fat as fuck. Like, this is really, I'm, I'm really fat as fuck, and I got to lose weight, you know what I'm saying? So I even did start going to the gym with, after that shit, but after we found out it was a cat, I stopped. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was a cat, bro. And I, so so I knew what it felt like to, to get shortness of breath. So I couldn't imagine my dad having shortness of breath. I was like, dude, that shit sucks. Like, here. So I was, I was giving him, like, an old inhaler that my brother had because he was allergic to that shit, too. And, and he was hitting it, you know, or, or not hitting it, but, you know, he was doing the inhaler thing. I was, like, hoping, hoping it opened up his lungs a little bit. And, and he just wasn't getting better, bro, until finally on Friday. Well, I'm recording today Saturday, but, yeah, bro, on Friday when I went to work in the morning, I was like, how you feeling? Because that would have been a week since he'd been in bed. He hasn't left the room besides the time he went to the hospital so i was like how um how are you feeling right and he was like he was like yeah i'm feeling yeah finally finally i'm feeling a little bit better his voice is kind of gone because of the cough he's been coughing so much that his voice is just gone he can't even talk anymore bro and every time he tries to make an effort like his chest just hurt but today i mean yesterday friday he felt better well, i got home from work and i was like you know how, how are you doing how was your day you know He's like, no, nah, I feel way better, man. He's still in bed. You know, he has to be quarantined for another week or so. But but I'm glad that he's feeling better. Again, I've read a lot of articles where people say they start to feel good and I don't know where it just goes back down. But obviously, we don't, we're not hoping for that. We're hoping that it's just a, a speedy recovery, you know, and, and, and that he recovers quickly. Um, but yeah, so today, today, this morning, I was like, hey, what's up, man? You know, um, good morning. What do you... What do you want? To, what do you want for breakfast? You know what I'm saying? What do you? You know what I'm saying? He was like, I want some pancakes. So you know, because like for the re- for the whole week, the past two weeks, bro, like you'd be like, you hungry? Nah, he didn't want to eat shit. My mom was trying to make him caldo. Well, she didn't try to make him. We went to Burrito Loco and bought some. But anyway, she she tried to give him caldo, and and my sister actually did make caldo de pollo, and and he wouldn't eat, bro. Like I was like, nigga, and that nigga's a fat ass like me. So and he's not fat actually, but he eat. And I was like, damn, bro, you're not eating shit, dog. And then if you drink, if you do, if you drink medicine. On an empty stomach is really bad for you. So he was getting a lot of stomach aches and shit like that. So I was like, dude, you got to fucking eat. So finally, these past few days, he started to eat. And um, he started. He says that it doesn't hurt to breathe anymore. So I'm very... Um, I'm very excited, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited to hopefully uh, shit going back to normal. Yeah, I do enjoy hotboxing the garage and doing whatever the fuck I want out here. And because, uh, you know what I'm saying, when he's around, he just, he'd just be like, hey, nigga, don't smoke it in the garage because I don't want my shit to stink, you know? So I've been hotboxing like hella crazy because my mom can't smell anyway. Because <laughs> anyway, I forgot. I mean, I've not that I don't like my mom or that I don't care about her, but... I just, my, since my dad was the one that was feeling very shitty, that's kind of who I focused on and that's kind of who went to get tested. But my mom was actually feeling pretty sick all week too. I think that she got it too. Cause I mean, dude, they were laid up watching like Casa de Papel not too long ago when he started getting sick. So I feel like she definitely got it. But since she's healthier, like I said, I, she does the Zumba shit and, and she's always drinking vitamin C and drinking some bullshit as Herbalife. I feel like that really helped her as far as her not, getting super sick like him like experiencing crazy symptoms so like so yeah i wanted to give her a quick shout out because she was sick all week and she was still taking care of my dad and and, and taking care of, of us really i mean my sister luckily stepped up and she was doing the cleaning and the cooking like you know what i'm saying she did the chores and shit and we i do my thing or whatever but anyway um 
yeah, man, now my parents are going back to normal. I feel like things are are looking up. My mom was cooking. She probably infected all of us again. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, she was cooking. Like I said, my dad's eating. So hopefully, hopefully she goes back to normal soon, man. I do know that there are certain people that lost people because of uh, of COVID-19. So that shit does suck. It's a, it's a scary thing, bro, because like you, I can joke about it. Like I said, I can joke about it all I want. Um, at the end of the day, when this shit turns off and I'm watching articles and, you know, your dad's upstairs sick, it's like, fuck, it kind of puts you in a, it puts you, it puts you in this fucking thing, like, fuck, nigga, like, like, um, I don't know, bro, you know, it, 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 you, cause you don't, you pick, your life's been a certain way so long, you, you, you know, your dad's always around, you know what I'm saying, until he's basically on his ass, sick, um, and, you know, basically on the verge of death, right? Not, not saying he's gonna die, I'm just saying, like, but I mean, you've never seen them this weak, this this sad. It kind of opens your, up your eyes, like fuck, like life is fucking crazy, and they could end at any moment. So you got to be ready. I don't know. I think it was a wake up call for me as far as like responsibility wise. Like I got to step up because you know, who knows how long our parents are gonna be here, and uh, and, uh, and and shit could change quick. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just be depending on that shit. But anyway, um, not to get in my feelings or anything like that. But yeah, so yeah, he is feeling better. So hopefully, uh, hopefully. Um, this week he uh I'm not, we're not gonna let him out the fucking room. Fuck that shit, nigga. He gonna start infecting all of us again. But but he but uh he gonna he's been asking for caldo de camarón and shit. My mom was like, nigga, you sick as fuck, bro. You about to eat some papaya or something, but get some fuck out of here. Uh, but but anyway, so we, maybe we'll, I'll buy him some caldo de camarón this weekend and shit, and um and he can enjoy that and shit. But uh let's move on from my fucking family because I don't know they don't appreciate me talking shit about them on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, fucking white people are crazy as fuck, bro. So I was reading this article. Because, you know, everywhere now, uh, after May 1st, uh, and everywhere in Aurora, no matter where you go, you have to wear a mask. You know, I try to go to fucking smoke rings. They were like, nigga, wear your mask at. I try to go to fucking, uh, the pantry liquor store won't let you in without a fucking mask, bro. I was like, nigga, it's bitch in, it's a bitch in the back doing heroin, nigga. What you mean I got to wear a mask? Fuck out of here. But I had to put on my mask to go in there, whatever. And, um, and uh, so there was this two... Um, there was a security guard in Detroit that worked at a family dollar because obviously you have to have the family, you have to have a security at a family dollar for some fucking reason. Well, you know how it is, you know, because in Chicago it's like that too. Like, you gotta have security. They just be having security in random ass places that, like, nowhere else. Like, they got, it's a security at Subway. Why the fuck is there a security at Subway? I'm here for a meatball sub, nigga. Like, they got security, they got bulletproof glass everywhere and shit. But anyway, this was up in Detroit. Um, this, there's security at Family Dollar and, uh, and he was telling people to put on their mask and shit. And the dude got mad. He didn't want to put on a mask. He's like, oh, you know, don't want to do that. And he fucking shot him, bro. And he killed him. Like, what the fuck, bro? Just because you don't want to put on a mask, bro. Don't go outside then. Don't go to the store, bro. If you know that they're asking people to put on masks, why would you bring a gun and try to make a scene? Like, what is your point of killing somebody who's just trying to do his job? This nigga working for like $13 an hour probably. You know what I'm saying? Don't even got a gun. He just got handcuffs and a fucking pepper spray because he's a security guard. And and you're gonna kill that man because he asked you to put on a fucking mask. I mean, it's ridiculous to me. You know, you know what I'm saying? These fucking, all these people still protest. I think today there was a fucking protest in Oswego, bro. How the why the fuck is there a protest, bro? If I was living in Oswego, which I would never do, but if I was, um, I'll fucking throw eggs probably or something. I don't know, bro. Like, I, oh my, just because it's not worth my time and I don't give in time to that bullshit. That's why I won't drive over there right now. But fuck them, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got time to protest, nigga, because you want to go outside. Shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up. But anyway, real quick, before I even move on from what the fuck I was going to talk about, I want to give a quick shout-out to my homie, um, Lewis. He um, 
is the owner and creator of the brand Endo One, which me and him have done a lot of collaborations before. He actually did my first merch I ever released and as well as the second merch I ever released. So all the two skinny shirts that you see out here in these streets are all designed by him and uh, and his company, which is Endo One. I've done, like I said, I've done a lot of work with him. The reason I want to give him a quick shout out, man, is because he's always like coming. Every time I need some artwork, he comes through, bro. So when I went to him with this talking my shit, uh, basically artwork i was like you know i want i want me to be a cartoon i want to say talk on my shit i want a table a mic maybe some chips you know a laptop and he basically made everything happen like the artwork that you see on this podcast he created it from scratch i didn't i didn't like give him a sample nothing like he just did it for me and man it's fucking it's one of the best you know i basically everything i imagined in my head he made it happen bro so anyway this this week as you guys can see i have a special uh art cover with the homie six nine because i'm about to talk about him in a little bit and uh and i wanted him to do it so i was like hey bro you know what i'm saying Can you hook me up and shit let me know how much and he's like nah you know i got you and shit so i want to give him a shout out man because he'd be showing hella love but um i did i did pay him for the for the talk of my shit the first cover you know what i'm saying because obviously you need to be paid for some shit like that you know you do amazing work like that man so i want to give him a quick shout out if you guys are looking for any artwork um anything for your business for or maybe just a, a project you're working on or whatever the fuck man you gotta hit up the homie on um on instagram his instagram is L U I dot W A V that's Louis dot wave L U I dot W A V that's his personal page man you want to go ahead and basically reach out to the homie and uh like i said his artwork is fucking a1 and then if you want to check out some of his merch man um like i said he designed some of my merch he has some dope ass merch some comfortable ass shirts um he made a whole bunch of 4x for me you know i'm a big motherfucker so go check out his brand man his website is um endo-1.net that's endo-1.net and uh, I'll, I'll put it up on the podcast description. I'll put it up on the Instagram page as well. And follow the Endo One brand on Instagram. It's Endo One Official. That's Endo One Official on IG and Twitter. Um, like I said, they got some dope ass shit, man. He's done some dope Aurora stuff and shit. So, um, like I said, I always show love to him. And, and we're going to be doing future collaborations as far as the podcast goes. And he's going to be my artwork guy forever. You know what I'm saying? I, I do do appreciate him. So, go fuck with that, man. Go fuck with that brand. And uh, real quick, man. Next topics. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, like I said, this is the hour-long episode, man. I'm sorry if you already clicked out and shit, bro. Like, I know that maybe this is, this is not your type of shit, but because I'm not mad or I'm not yelling. I just, you know what I'm saying? It's a different kind of episode. It's, it's special to me, you know? Three years in comedy. My dad got COVID. <laughs> but, um, nah, man. But so anyway, let's get, let's get back into the trip. Um, dude, so, you know, I, I told you guys I was going to go to L.A. in May. So I got my, I had booked flights from May. I had originally booked them for, like, April, right? I, I don't even remember when I was going to go. I think it was, like, April 12th or some shit. I had to push back because the lockdown started or whatever. So I pushed it back to uh, middle of May. I was like, by middle of May, for sure, this shit is all over. Well, obviously, we're in the May already, and this shit is not over. Matter of fact, my dad got that shit. So we're definitely nowhere near over, you know? So, um so I was thinking about rescheduling my flights, but it's like every time I have to reschedule, I have to pay a fare difference. So it's like, nigga, at this point, what what at one point was a $120 round trip has now turned into a fucking $250 round trip. And if I keep 
postponing it, the fucking airlines keep charging me fees and shit, bro. You know, they tell you, oh, we're going to waive the rescheduling fee, but then you got to pay the fare difference and shit. Like, nigga, why don't you just zero it out? You know what I mean? Let me just change for free. It's not like anybody's taking these fucking flights anyway. Everybody's at fucking home. So anyway, they wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? That's why they're all going out of business. Fuck the airlines. And also, make longer seatbelts. <laughs> nah, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, they ended up, fucking Expedia ended up calling me and they were like, hey, um, just to let you know, American Airlines has made a few changes to your flights. Wanna let you know if it's, a, wanna, wanna ask you if it's okay. And I was like, no, it's not okay. I can't fly at that time, you know, to see what the fuck they would say. And they're like, well, well if, not, if it's not okay, then we can give you a full refund. And I was like, mm, let's fucking get it, bitch. Give my motherfucking money back. Because I know if I would have canceled it, they would have not gave me shit back. They would have charged me hella fees. I would have ended up with like $19 in my account back. Fuck them. But so anyway, they, since it was on their end that they were fucking up, they ended up uh, giving me my motherfucking money back. So I don't have to worry about that shit going to waste. Um, but yeah, so I guess I won't be going to LA anytime soon, especially since my dad sick i can't get, you know what if i'm still what if i'm still a carrier of the virus you know i don't want to go ahead and go over there and take get my uncle sick or my family sick or somebody out there you know yeah you know what I'm saying? i just don't want to i want to stop spreading that shit so i'm gonna just listen and stay the fuck home but anyway um ah oh, fuck here's i guess we're gonna talk about this bad news first before we move on to the six nine stuff this bitch is gonna be longer than an hour because um i got a lot of shit to talk about still and i haven't really said shit no 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 but um so the so the aurora guy um if you guys are I mean, everybody knows this dude if you don't know this dude you're a fucking dumbass but uh greg zany i don't know if you pronounce that zany's i think it's greg zany's greg Z- greg zany i'm gonna say greg zany's um uh, you guys may may know him because he's the guy that made those crosses for all those mass shootings and any school shootings basically anything that was uh, gun violence or, or mass death um he would always drive out there he would make crosses for every single life that was lost place them at the site at the at the site of the crime or or you know what I'm saying right there? And um, and he always showed love. And he basically made headlines all over the world, man, because people saluted this dude, you know, because it's, it's, it's rare when you come across somebody who's going to spend their time um, trying to bring joy to other people's lives. Because, I mean, he wasn't bringing joy to people. Like, he's not bringing joy to people's lives because, I mean, it's a very tragic situation when you, when, you, when you put a cross for someone who has passed. But, I mean, for someone to go out of their way, waste their time, for somebody they didn't know, you know, just out of the kindness of their heart, you know, it's it's a special kind of person, man. Someone that who deserves to, you know, what I'm saying, almost live forever, right? But um, unfortunately, he has passed as of this past week. Um, I know he had cancer, is what they what the article said. So I wanted to give, you know, what I'm saying, quick shout out to him because I mean, shit, he he really put a roar on the map, bro. Besides him and Nice JJ Fish, <laughs> he really, you know, what I'm saying, nobody knew about a roll and of course, of course, um. Yeah, nobody knew about a Royal Illinois until until him. You know, everybody he he everybody he was making headlines all over the world. You know, people were saying, "Oh, Chicago man or Illinois man." Like, nah, nigga, say that with your chest. He from Aurora, you know. So um, so you know, rest in peace to him, man. Unfortunately, he passed away, and hopefully, I don't know, man. So hopefully, somebody can pick up on his legacy. Maybe he doesn't have to be from Aurora, but uh, you know, going to places, dropping off crosses. I know it may not do nothing financially for the families, but I feel like it's a good thought, and and it kind of brings brightness to a dark situation. You know, that there's still nice people out there, even though there's a lot of fucking pieces of shit that want to shoot places up and do dumb shit like that you know white people um speaking about white people um so r.i.p to greg zanies man you know what i'm saying aurora legend um so anyway i gotta talk about this i didn't you know this is supposed to be a comedy album i'm supposed to be out here cracking jokes talking shit but it's just so much shit going on in this world that i kind of gotta cover it you know what i'm saying like i gotta talk about this like um excuse me if i'm not pronouncing this correctly but ahmad 
R. Berry, which is the African-American uh, guy in Georgia who was out for a jog and got killed and murdered by um, a father and son duo, some white people that wear real tree camo and drive pickup trucks, fucking, you know what I'm saying, scum of the earth people. Um, <laughs> these fucking, um, not to, and I'm not laughing at the situation, I'm laughing at the fucking the outfits, but anyway, so this guy, man, he was out, you know, minding his business, jogging, and uh, and these people, man, they were harassing him, hunting him, basically following him. They wouldn't leave him alone, and and uh, then it became an altercation, which they ended up shooting and killing this man back in February, bro. Back in February, the only reason these men are being charged right now is because the video fucking leaked, and it started surfacing all over online, and the internet is a fucking very powerful place. And luckily, they brought justice to to well, not justice yet, but but they brought light to this video, and which put pressure on the fucking politicians and the fucking DA out in georgia and they ended up having to press charges on the white the white father and son people whatever the fuck and um because they had already fucking they had already you know this case had already been open and they they, they said that um oh there wasn't enough enough proof or enough they brushed it off basically bro they were letting these people roam free if it wasn't for this fucking video, these people would still be free, bro. And it's fucking crazy because it makes you think of all the times. How, how many times has this happened, you know? How many videos isn't there? And these fucking people get away with shit because their color of their skin or because the the, the, the the fucking the law enforcement is racist too. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's fucked up. Just the same thing as the, the, um, the McDonald, what was that dude's name? McDonald? Um, the, not Ronald McDonald, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? The dude from Chicago that got shot, uh, by the cop like 16 times and the video came out and that's how the fucking cop got sent to prison. Cause if it wasn't for a fucking video, these people don't do their fucking job and, and, and look for the actual killers, bro. So, you know, rest in peace to this young man who'd lost his life because of a racist piece of shit, uh, thought it was okay to harass and kill him, man. It's fucking disgusting. And I hope, and I hope that the fucking judge or the jury convicts him to actual time in prison. Don't let him off with a fucking slap on the wrist. You know what I'm saying because people got to keep paying attention because as soon as motherfuckers forget and turn around and stop retweeting and tweeting they're gonna let them motherfuckers walk off off some bullshit bro like probation or some dumb shit bro but anyway um rest in peace to him man. and dude you know you would think that something like this republicans or people on the far right would stop and say okay you know what that was fucked up that i can't agree with but there's fucking sick people in this world that want to defend that bro you know this is no bullshit what i read on facebook no bullshit bro somebody shared the the, the status because they were talking shit about it but but the original status said um um Wow, if this guy, because I guess this dude, Ahmad Arbery, before he passed, he was like a, he was like a track runner or, or some type of cross country. Like he was an athlete, right? So he could run. He had, he had titles and, and he had uh, trophies and shit like that. So people found out that he had trophies and they were literally on Facebook saying, well, if he was this star athlete, why didn't he just run away? He could have ran faster than them. What the fuck are you talking about, retard? He could have ran faster. Hey, how about the fucking white dudes don't kill somebody? What you know? Why is it? Why is it his? Why? Oh, he didn't run. Oh, you should have run faster. You're an athlete. You should have run faster. What the fuck kind of? Hey, how about don't kill us or don't kill? You know what I'm saying? People. You know what the fuck? Why is that not the the conversation? Why you know you talking about the? Oh, why was he coming at them? Why was they following him? You know what I'm saying? They harassing that dude and shit. What the fuck? So yeah, do that shit. It just blows my mind that people fucking. Always find something to argue. Like, you can never change. Like, dude, just you know in your heart that that shit is wrong. 
But the thing is, like, I don't, I don't know if they know in their heart. You know, you, these people are built different. These people are built fucked up, nigga. But anyway, you know, you can't, you can't change their mind. But it was just so fucking crazy to me that these people actually fucking would argue that that they were in the right and and uh, and and uh, and he and he was. It's his fault. He's dead. That's fucking ridiculous to me, bro. But you know what I'm saying? Let's. Let's move on to some happy thoughts, man. You know, what I'm like I said, I know this podcast. Oh man, it's been kind of depressing, but man, we're almost at the hour mark, and I still, I'm gonna get to my favorite thing to talk about because I know you guys are dying to hear about six nine. I know you guys are dying to hear about Skinny Adele. You know what I'm saying? Her big ass head, boy. <laughs> oh Adele, bro. Well, let me spark this motherfucking joint again. Keep turning off. Bro, so Adele, bro. Everybody loves Adele. Nobody hates Adele. Now I haven't met nobody that doesn't like Adele. Real niggas like Adele. Hood niggas like Adele. Bitch niggas like Adele. Hoes love Adele. You know, everybody love Adele. Adele rolling in the deep. You know what I'm saying? Hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know, Adele is. You know what I'm saying? I've been California dreaming. You know what I'm saying? Adele, bro. She go hard as fuck. She was a thick white queen. Uh. A fog, if you will. I heard that new term this week. It's called a fog. That's F-A-W-G. Fat-ass white girl. <laughs> no, but but yeah, bro. Adele. Oh, I always had a little crush on Adele. Because, mm, you know, I love I love me an English woman. I love me a big bitch. You know what I'm saying? I love, you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, bon appetit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um... But uh, but yeah, bro, Adele, like, bro, she she was always bad to me, you know what I'm saying? I, and, and I'm, I'm a fat nigga, so you know I love fat bitches, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was always bad. And she could sing, and she was rich as fuck, rich as fuck, bro. As a matter of fact, I was mad when she got married just a few years ago, which is crazy because she was just on the news for getting a divorce. Now she got to pay that nigga $140 million. Nigga, collect your bag, king. Adele is bad, but my nigga, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. This nigga fucked her and took 140 mil from her. That's crazy. Crazy as fuck, nigga. But anyway, um, she don't give a fuck. Obviously, she's skinny as fuck. Now she posted on Instagram. Um, I think it was her birthday. And dude, she's skinny. Like I'm talking about, like skinny, like too, like too skinny. Ah, too skinny. Ah, stupid ass. Nah, but like, um, she's skinny, bro. Like, um, she's skinny, bro. Like a you know, like a model. Like she's skinny, skinny. But it's so funny because like when fat people lose weight, and this happened to me when I lost weight too once um your head remains like fat you know like your your head so like you look at her and, and her head's still kind of fat and shit um i don't know i just think she looked like a bobblehead and shit now but but it's <laughs> i'm not talking shit about adele either dude because motherfuckers was pressed about this shit bro motherfuckers said oh adele looks so good now or adele looks good and people were like adele always has looked good you guys were just fat phobic or you didn't like fat people like nigga come on i'm fat bro and i'm giving her props because she looked good now you know what i'm saying it when anybody loses weight, you salute them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's, it, I don't know who the fuck these people think they are. Like, oh, she always looked good. Like, okay, yeah, she did always look good. Yeah, but she looks good now too. You know, and we're complimenting her because losing weight is not an easy task. And she, you know, she did that. You know what I'm saying? But motherfuckers out here defending Miss skinny bitches defending her. Bitch, you skinny. You're not even fat. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like everything became a. You can't even compliment a bitch no more because everything becomes a fucking problem, bro. Fuck out of here. But anyway, um, I also wanted to talk about Kid Cudi a little bit because I was never a Kid Cudi fan. Like, like a like a and the, hold up before y'all niggas exit out of this shit. I know y'all fucking love Kid Cudi. I was never like a big Kid Cudi fan. Like, oh my god, Kid Cudi, you know. But I always respected him, you know. 
I always respected his music because I, I like like Erase Me went hard day and night. Obviously, I listened to um, Man on the Moon. Like that was a good ass fucking uh, album or whatever. But um, like I was like he was not someone that I was look for. You know, someone that, so, he's not somebody that I would buy concert tickets for. You know, it's whatever. You know, but people swear that he saved their life, bro. They were like, dude, Kid Cudi's humming like saved my life. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Though? You know what I'm saying? Cut that shit out. But um. But anyway, it's good to see him back doing headlines, you know, because a lot of a lot of artists fall off and they kind of never really get back popping, you know, like Meek Mill. <laughs> but 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 uh, it's it's good to see Kid Cudi back on the scene. He collaborated with Travis Scott. They dropped that song The Scots, and he's got his first number one Billboard hit. So it's good to see him, you know, come up out from out of his depression because I know he he battled with a lot of mental health and stuff. So it's good to see him pop popping, you know what I'm saying, and um and back on the charts and shit and um. You know, and not not to bring up drugs again, but the 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 reason I got to know Kid Cudi a little bit better was because he was on the Joe Rogan podcast experience uh, a few years ago, and he opened up about like his cocaine addiction, talking about how he was always a shy person, but he would wake up like do lines of coke and go on the street, you know, talk to fans, and and, and that was the only way he would be able to interact because his fucking social anxiety was killing him. And I don't know, I feel like he's one of those people, and he's always on Twitter being active with the fans, so I respect that, you know, because he, he looks like a real down-to-earth person, so even though I don't really check in for his music all the time, I want to give him a shout-out, you know what I'm saying, hopefully that he drops a tape, because I know right now, when if he, cause right now he got momentum, so if he drop a tape right now, his shit going number one for sure, so I'll be glad to see that, and I'll, I'll for sure check out the uh, album if he drops recently, or, or, or I mean if he drops soon, but anyway, let's get into the fucking... Reason for this whole episode, man. I know you guys have been dying to hear about it. Holy shit, I'm barely going to start talking about this, and it's already an hour in. You guys will probably take, like, three days to listen to this whole fucking episode. But anyway, um, yeah, bro, this fool, 6'9". So he came out of prison not too long ago, a few days ago, or a few weeks ago. Not too Damn, I finished this whole fucking joint already. Pie as fuck. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he came out of prison... And uh, people were already hating. People were talking shit. They were like, snitch this, snitch that. Which, again, I hadn't made an episode. I even got an episode called Snitch 9. But, um, um, yeah, where I told you guys I didn't... I wasn't sure where I stood with him because of the snitching and all that. But, dude, you know, I love 6ix9ine, bro. I fuck with 6ix9ine heavy, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm a person that I live for that that um talk shit you know that that fucking make people mad like i love that shit you know that's why i got this podcast because i love to talk shit i love to piss people off and he got that fucking persona all figured out you know what i'm saying and i know yeah he was faking that all that gangster shit and all that all that blood shit but 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 the fact that he came out with the same energy and still basically telling to suck his dick it's like, oh, I, I appreciate that. Because some people were like, oh, if he comes out and apologizes and does does like Mexican music or, or reggaeton, then we'll let him be in the game. But if he comes out on that gangster shit, we won't fuck with him. And that's exactly what he did, bro. And I felt like that's exactly what we needed to turn shit up, bro. Because he definitely, he definitely, I, I was turned up. Like the song itself, the Gooba song or whatever, I don't really give a fuck about the song. But just like the fact that he's out here and, and he basically flexing on all these fucking haters, bro. You know, and... um. People are saying, "Oh, well, he snitched, and he did that." But he, but dude, like at the end of the day, bro, he's right because he he went on live and he talked about this. He was like, "He's like, okay, you guys talk about all this loyalty and shit, but what was the loyalty when these people were fucking my baby mama, were stealing millions of dollars from me, even after I was paying for all their kids' schools, paying them, 
you know, they 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 uh, they were already fucking me. Basically, they tried they beat him up. They kidnapped him. They tried to kidnap his mom. You know what I'm saying? You do you do all this shit. Why would you Why would you take time for these people? You know why would you take? Oh yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do 40 years so all everybody else could remain. For- Fuck that, bro. Fuck that. And any nigga from Aurora that's talking about. Yeah, he a snitch. Man, shut the fuck up, nigga. You don't know. Bro, if that shit happened, if somebody fucked your baby mama, kidnapped your mom, beat the shit out of you, and you were in prison, and they were like, okay, look, these niggas all fucked you over. All you got to do is collaborate with us. Tell us what the fuck they did wrong. We'll get rid of them. You'll be back out in two years making music rich as fuck again. I, fuck them. I would I would definitely snitch because... You niggas... Okay, because what's the code of... What's the street code? What's the street code? The street code is, oh, you got to... If you're a street nigga, then you handle that shit in the streets. Nigga, he's the number one rapper in the world. If he kills, sends another hit or, or does whatever, he, he'll go to jail for a long time. They're not going to cut him no deal. Like, like he's got a lot to lose, bro, to try to handle that shit on his own. And he already admitted he's not, like, a gangster himself. So he's like, might as well fucking get rid of them motherfuckers, especially if they all did, they all did that shit to you. And Meek Mill's dumbass out here talking about... Oh, you got to apologize because you took dumb people from their family. Nigga, they're out here doing all these crimes. They're bound to either die or go to prison. So you could drop all that fucking you took these niggas from their family. Like if these niggas was going to work every day, bringing back shit for their kids. They was not doing that, bro. These niggas are street niggas. And, and I'm not saying they're worth less or anything like that. No, because I, I, I got homies, you know what I'm saying, that's in the streets and all that. I'm just saying these motherfuckers is, was rats and snakes themselves. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck you gonna bite the hand that feeds you? You gonna fuck his baby mama? How the fuck you gonna um steal? Like he's already paying you guys money, and you're gonna funnel more money into your accounts because you don't know what. Because you, you know what I'm saying? You motherfuckers is envious. They want everything. You know what I'm saying? They can't they can't see one person shine because they want to be the, the motherfuckers that shine. So there there was there was you know what I'm saying? They bit the hand to feed them, and the shit all went to hell. And now they expect that nigga to, to remain loyal to them in prison. Get the fuck out of here. You what are you gonna pay all the money that he stole back? Are you gonna unfuck his baby mama? Fuck that. That shit is a done deal, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's the game you play too when you're in the game. Cause niggas know number one thing that motherfuckers in the drug game hate are snitches. And that's the biggest thing in the world. That's how all these drug dealers get caught is cause of snitches. So we can stop acting like motherfuckers don't snitch. Everybody be snitching. And like and and especially and it's wrong. Cause I'm not gonna sit here and it's okay to snitch. No, no, no. Cause obviously if you like Okay, let's say, for example, if I'm right, if I'm moving ounces of Coke, right, and my homeboy moving ounces of Coke, and then we got a plug that, that's supplying us ounces of Coke, you know what I'm saying? If I get caught, you know what I'm saying? If I get caught and they're like, give us your plug, I'm going to say no, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously, you got to stay down, you know, that's the life you live. You, you take that rap like a man. But guess what? If my fucking plug is fucking my baby mama, if my plug is... Is is fucking me over on the product, you know, giving me bullshit, nigga. Fuck that, nigga, bro. You know what I'm saying? If, if the loyalty comes like it, it starts from the basics, bro. You know what I'm saying? You can't be half-ass loyal. Or oh, now he gotta be loyal to them after he fucked them over. Fuck that, bro. Ain't none of that bullshit. I'm not gonna snitch on. The, but if my plug is, you know, supplying me the shit and he giving me the the product, you know what I'm saying? My homie's moving his work. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring him down with me if they're loyal to me. But you know what I'm saying? But a nigga that's fucking me over, or my homie's rob, or my homie's stealing my custies, or he's robbing from me. Okay, then fuck him, nigga. You know you're fucking me over. Fuck you, but but I mean, if it's people that stay down, then yeah, that's where the loyalty comes. But all that, other, and then and then and then I feel like if he wasn't a famous rapper, I feel like yeah, maybe take care of that shit in the streets, right? But dude, he's a famous rapper. He's about to blow up. Like, I mean, he already had blown up. He's at the top of the fucking charts. Why would you risk your life 
and not because now that these people are out there and and he had already claimed that they were stealing from him they're gonna want to kill him so why would you put your life at risk bro or your family at risk you might as well just wrap that shit up now so yeah that's that's my take on that and i'm happy to see him out here now i don't i can't speak for for him as far as like his safety or none of that because i don't know what people are gonna do you know but but all these rappers that are here talking shit about him bro these rappers are cornballs bro you think that all these rappers were all dope dealers moving weight nigga fuck no all these rappers just rap little baby that nigga wasn't in the streets like i mean yeah he was probably in the streets and like i you know bullshitting but he wasn't in the fucking like he wasn't he wasn't like a brick mover you know what i'm saying like or or all these other motherfucker rappers that Meek Mill Meek Mill was a fuck he was a street motherfucker that was freestyling in the streets moving like like grams and shit bro these motherfuckers they act like they're some big steppers and some big mafia these niggas are not like that bro you think that out of coincidence everybody that could rap was a drug dealer hell nah bro think about it does your plug know how to rap fuck no nigga that nigga suck at rapping that's why he sells drugs you know say the real big steppers the real drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? They're not out here freestyling and putting all their business on the mic and talking about how many bricks they're moving. You know what I'm saying? And most of these rappers just got this persona from a plug that they maybe know, and they're basically rapping the life of somebody else, bro. Don't let this fucking social media shit fool you, bro. All these niggas is bitches. Rich the Kid talking about 6 9 a snitch. Rich the Kid, you ran away from Lil Uzi. You a bitch-ass nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> and plus, Meek Mill, he watched this fuck. When was the last time a nigga said, yo, play that new Meek Mill? Get the fuck out of here. Nigga, fuck Meek Mill. He talk <laughs> Nah, the Dreams and Nightmares is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dream Chasers 1, Dream Chasers 2. The tapes are good. But get the none, none of that new Meek Mill smack, boy. Get the fuck out of here, bro. You know who need a beef with a 6 9 Like, a, I don't know. I need, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, Drake, maybe. I want to see what these big artists take on them. Because, like what, what, like, what Drake got to say about it. What, uh... You know what I'm saying? Like Bad Bunny, you know what I'm saying? Like like these niggas that's really putting up 6ix9ine numbers, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear shit from no from Meek Mill or none of them corny ass motherfuckers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. And then Meek Mill talking about, oh yeah, I'm with all that gangster shit. And then he's gonna go and tweet, go listen to Lil Baby and Nav. First of all, Nav's not even a gangster. Nav is one of if you really hated cornballs, Nav is one of the biggest cornballs. And I'm a huge Nav fan. I do fuck with Nav. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a Nav hater. I'm not one of the niggas that sit around and hate on Nav. No, I like Nav. But he's a cornball. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the, the, he's not really about that life. He just rapping. He just rapping. He knows how to produce and he knows how to how to fuck with his voice on autotune. And he ended up being successful. You know, but he lying his ass off in his raps? Yes. Yes, he was never a street nigga. He, you could tell the way he talked, you could tell he's a cornball. But I fuck with his music. But Meek Mill talking about, go listen to Nav. Like, if you really was a, oh, I fuck with street niggas only. If you was really like that, you wouldn't be promoting Nav because Nav is also a lame, you know? Fuck out of here. Shout out Lil Durk. Lil Durk put out a tape, you know what I'm saying? And we fuck with Lil Durk because Lil Durk from Chicago. Dude, I'm surprised how far Lil Durk has come because Lil Durk, like, I thought he was going to fall off for sure. I Like, the way Chief Key fell off, and I know I hate to say it, but Chief Key fell off from where he was at one point, you know? I I, I would never think that Lil Durk would outshine Chief Key or outsell Chief Key. And now Chief Key is still in the game. I mean, not, I mean, he is too, but Lil Durk is still in the game, bro. Lil Durk is still putting out tapes consistent. Now he's been going number one and shit. So I'm proud of Lil Durk. I don't never check in for any of his music because I fucking don't listen to it. But but I'm proud that he a Chicago motherfucker and he making it happen. I think his baby mama live in Naperville, actually. A fat-ass white girl. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, other than that, man... Um, go listen to that new music, man. Um, dude, I, I really started listening to Pop Smoke, man. That dude was raw, man. Fuck, I'm mad he died. 
But anyway, man, yo, fuck with 6ix9ine. If you don't like 6ix9ine, you know what I'm saying? I don't really give a fuck. Don't be DMing me about bullshit because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about none of that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll keep I'll keep you guys posted on my dad. Thank you guys for for listening, man. We're about to hit a year. Thank you guys. You know what I'm saying for coming to my shows. I can't believe I'm three years in the game now. Um, man, we fucking hit an hour mark. We're an hour and nine minutes. Holy shit, man! Thank you guys. If you guys listen to this whole thing, man, fucking thank you so much. DM me. Let me know if you listen to the whole thing. If you appreciated it, if you liked it, let me know. I know it wasn't too many crazy stories or jokes, but it was just a uh, kind of my thoughts on everything that's been going on lately. It's fucking crazy, you know, crazy world we live in and shit. But, um, the fuck else was I going to say? Nothing, man. I'm pretty fucking high. <laughs> uh, you guys keep sharing the fucking podcast. Please, please, please share the podcast. Uh, follow the Talking My Shit podcast page. We're about to get to 500 followers. Uh, it's Talking My Shit podcast on Instagram. And then my personal page, 2Skinny300. Check it out. Um, other than that, you know what I'm saying? Free little Jesse. <laughs> and, uh, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.